Hello, hustlers, and welcome back to Dreamers Who Hustle podcast. My name is Isabel, and I'm here with my great co-host, Ali. Ali, how are you doing today? I am actually very good today. I slept very well. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a positive. It, it is. It is based on our last uh, podcast. It's, it was uh, a welcoming kind of thing to sleep through the night and not wake up at all yesterday. So yeah, that was good. don't take good it for, for granted. <laughs> At all, at all. Appreciate it. Well, we're doing well here too at uh, the Abrams household. We're doing, uh, we have great coffee in hand, a quiet morning, which is fantastic. And I'm very excited to dive deep into this episode because I'm going to be learning a lot about an, something and an industry that I actually don't really know much about because it doesn't happen in this house. So just how in our last episode, you are guiding me and giving me hope at the end of the tunnel, uh, because right now you're currently not in that thick of it. Uh, that's the same now that's happening. And this, this podcast is going to be great for our listeners who have kids or spouses, well, kids in the older range who are dealing with uh, gaming and uh, other things. And, and with spouses who are also part of that industry. Um, so yeah, uh, we are going to be talking about what happens with the kids when they get out of the bed and kids in their bedroom. <laughs> so yes. that's, that's, that's the yes. topic for today. That's, that's a mystery that uh, as parents, you probably will never 100% know what's going on behind, behind those closed doors. But, uh, you know. I, um, you got to just kind of hope that you provided them with, you know, good morals and good upbringing. And that's and why it's important to, to know what, what can happen, um, out, whether it's in the streets or in their bedroom. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So let's dive. Let's, so, so they, they leave the bed, yeah. they go to their room. I, I mean, as parents, yeah. I don't think we fully want to know what happens, you know, and it's okay if they have privacy and they set up boundaries, <laughs> but I need you to give it to me straight. Okay. What so honest, honestly, with children, I think that the first thing that is the most important is that everything that happens with them happens gradually. You know, we don't, we don't, it's not like they go from four to to 20 in five seconds, you know, every year that they grow up, there's something new. And it's, you know, when they're little, it happens a lot faster because, you know, the toddlers, they, they go from being a baby to a toddler within two years. And it's a big, big difference, a big change. A lot happens, the food, the, the clothing, you know, how they start growing out of things very fast, all that. But as they get a little older, things do happen a little bit more gradually. So you ha as a parent have a little bit of time to think things through and, you know, kind of, I don't want to say brace yourself because I don't want to scare you or anything like that. It's not like, it's not, it's not like, uh, you know, you're going to you, war. You can adjust <laughs> and adapt a little bit uh, with more ease. Yes. Yes. And, you know, for me, I think the biggest thing uh, and it's something that I read because, again, when my kids were little, there was no Google. Um, I think the the biggest thing is talking to your kids and talking to them, you know, based on what they're going through and what you're experiencing as a parent, 
during that age, you know, don't go ahead, don't think ahead and don't go backwards, you know, think in the moment and what maybe you read something that you're worried about in the future that might happen in a couple years. And then you kind of want to start steering the way you teach them for those years to come kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. And I already tried to talk to them about like, oh, uh, privacy um, or even something as simple as like when you go to the bathroom, start learning how to close the door because although we're in a pandemic right now and we're in our family, when they go out into this, the world, you, you don't go to the bathroom, the door open. So it's important to start creating those boundaries or if, if my door is closed, learn to start knocking because I'm going to have to start doing the same thing when they're in their early teens. And, and I'll be like, oh, that's a, that's a big one. That's a big one because my, my kids still don't know how to knock. And in, in my house, for some reason, there's no locks in the door. And it's not even something that I thought through when, when we got this house, we, you know what I mean? And it's not something that, you know, you don't go around saying, oh my God, does every door have a lock? Yeah. (laughs) Note to self. (laughs) Note to self, locks are, they're important. And then there are things sometimes when they're little, you don't want to have locks on right. the door. But on your door, yes, ma'am, because <laughs> you never know, you know. But um, but when it comes to when it comes to their bedrooms, we'll start with their bedrooms. It's you know, that's their that starts becoming their little domain. I remember when my son was young, he was afraid of his room because his room was downstairs versus ours upstairs. So he kind of always wanted to be upstairs because he was nervous. And then as he got to a certain age, then he was he wanted to be in his room. And then he started closing the door. And then he started, you know, he went through a phase where he told he would tell me, Mommy, you don't want to know what I'm doing in there. I'm like, What? Well, that's flat. actually, I would, I, I would actually appreciate out, that. that. <laughs> I would appreciate that honesty. Like mom, I need some time because I, I, I only have a sister. I didn't grow up with brothers, Me neither. Uh, but mm-hmm. I had cousins who were male who did live with us in periods of time. So I have seen what's going to happen, but because it was while I was during that age, I was just like, ugh, yeah, I didn't see really it from the parent that. perspective. Correct. Like, oh, that's my baby, and now he's doing that. Oh my god. Or, yeah. ew, do I want to grab that towel? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think for me, what what really has helped me, and I don't want to consider myself a cool mom, um, but I, you know, I am definitely a very subtle mom. You know, I don't yell. I don't anything like that. I I listen. I listen a lot. And when he told me that first time I'm doing something you don't like obviously your mind goes to who knows where and instead of being that type of mom that's like wait a minute open the door blah 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 blah, you know that kind of mom I just let him do what he needed to do during that moment I thought things through I had a huge conversation with my husband I'm like I think that this is where you need to step in I think that's important also is is you know when to bring in the different roles as mom dad and if you're both, you know, you have to put on the dad hat, you know, because especially with, with the opposite sex, because you don't, you're not that. So you have to kind of think it through before you speak. And I think that's been my biggest thing is thinking through my thoughts and what I want to say before I say it, because you don't know how the child's going to perceive it or receive it. And the last thing that I want is for them to feel shamed by their own mother. 
You know right, because I mean? then you close down any actual walls of communication and exactly. then things are going to get hidden from you. I always am of the thought, I'd rather it be done in front of me than behind my back. You know, like I want to be aware. Well, that's that's easy, easier said than done because they're oh. little now, but when they get older, you you I think I put myself in their shoes of every year that they get older because we forget that we were that age at one point. You know, take yourself back to that point and say, what would I have wanted my mother to do? You know, I think that's helped me a lot. And, you know, I, I forgive me, mom, if you're listening, but, you know, seven out of 10 times I did the opposite <laughs> of, <laughs> of what my, of what happened in my household, but because we are different generations, you know, and we, and we feel differently and we see things differently. And I like to think that as being a parent, we want to better the situation for our, our children and, and what they experience versus what, what we had. Not that I had a bad childhood in any way, shape or form, but you know, we want to get better. And no, and I understand what you're saying. And, and, and it's not like I want it like literally done in front of me. That's not it. <laughs> I want I have a little bit more of open communication. So, I, you know, things are done like safely, you know, hopefully age appropriate, because I feel like kids right now are growing at like a super fast pace um, and, and, and educated. And we can have some sort of line of communication. I think we start getting into trouble when there is there are no lines of communication and it's constantly just a barrier that's being put in front of you and i think also it's important to have honest uh conversations even though it's hard and we might not want to have them like i i mean i was a in a girl household but my dad was very honest with this is how boys are thinking and this is why they're not allowed in your room and if you're having a few people over and you are in your room, the door has to remain open because <laughs> we, he's like honest about it, you know, but with the boys, uh, it was different. It, it, it was, it, it was, um, dual in that way. Like there were, so that's what I want to say. And I have a house of boys. I don't have a daughter. So I, I do want them to also understand what but you will have daughters coming to your house of boys. Exactly. So you, you will have to get into that mindset and you are going to have to teach your boys, you know, how to respect and how to, you know what I mean? So you have, you have a challenge all by itself because you've three, you know, and then they learn off each other and you are a female. So you, you know, you're going to want to teach them the right, right from wrong. And still, you know, you don't, I mean, she's, my son's 23. He's going to be 23. So I've seen girls the you know, his friends with girls come into my home and immediately, and I hate to say this, I really do. But when a girl comes into my house, uh, whether it's he's, she's with my son or with a friend of my son's, I don't know why, but I can immediately tell um <laughs> i don't even know if this is a way, good way to say it but i can tell if, if they've if they've been brought up the way that i would have brought somebody up because of the way that they act and stuff like that and it's very sad to say that but it's true i'm a very good read of character i guess you could say and character is a bad word for that but um 
but you also have a very know, open mind. Yes, but I try to teach my daughter. I try to teach my daughter not what everybody else is teaching, and my son as well, but not what everybody else is teaching, but what, what I want to see her be and, and grow up to be and what I feel is right and wrong. And that goes back to what you said yesterday, uh, the last episode about shaming, you know, parents shaming you. Like, I'm going to say it right up. My son's girlfriend lives with us and she has for three years. It was a, a call that my husband and I made. Very, very, very difficult one. I'm not going to lie. We went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And it goes, it's, and I really don't care if anybody shames me, honestly. It was a, it was a hard decision and one that I'm living with and one that I, I do every day. But, um, and I'm not going to say it was right or wrong, but um, the, the issue with that is that if, if you don't let them do something, they're going to find a way. And That's they're going to go away and it's going to start to do something. Exactly. So it's really you as a parent trying to figure out how to best make things work, whether you think they're right or wrong for them without causing a bunch of turmoil within the relationship between the two of you, you know, yeah, because at the end of the job. day, their relationship is not your relationship, but you want to preserve your relationship with your son. So you're like, you know what? It's if it's important to you, I will take this on, and that's fine because I want us to have those open lines of communication and that relationship. And at the end of the day, in their early twenties, whether they're at college or not, uh, they could be like a famous YouTube star or out working wherever and being independent. Okay, because those are the life circumstances. They're still going to be doing these things. So I think it's great that you understand that relationship and accept what is happening rather than shaming, judging, and shutting things down. Well, and I'm, you know, it was a hard decision because my daughter at the time was maybe 15, I want to say 15, 14, 15. And that's something that, you know, you're going to think through and say, well, now I'm introducing to my daughter that it's okay for so-and-so to, you know, be in the room, close doors. I don't even want to know what's going on in there. Uh, but <laughs> I'm past that already. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's, it is a struggle. That. You know, I didn't even think about it because now yeah. you have this. And at the same time, you're struggling now with a daughter by giving her the proper tools and education. You know, it's okay. We're human beings. Like my dad's like, it, you're gonna have sex. It's gonna happen. You're gonna have relationships. You're gonna have your heart broken. You're gonna have all these things in life. But at the same time, you want to keep it safe and age appropriate and well and, and just talk to them values. about the realities yeah. morals morals and values i think are the number one thing that you need to teach your children because no matter where they go in life they're going to have to make these decision decisions at whatever age they're at you know whether they're in their 20s 30s 40s they're going to they're going to have to make decisions they're going to have a bad relationship, they're going to have a fantastic relationship, and they're going to have their heart broken, and they're going to experience and um, something, you know, throughout their life. And so if you set them off with the right morals, you know, and values of themselves, you know, you're, 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 you're going to feel much better as a parent that you're sending them off into the world 
equipped because those are two things that after a certain age, I don't think you can teach. So, you know, you, you really, you really want to concentrate on that. And like I said, talking to them, I usually talk to them about everything. You know, I really, I'll like throw a question in there. Like, Hey, how, how are you doing today? Like what, what is it? And I, I just let them talk and let them listen. I can't express to you how important it is to have quality time with your kids too, as they get older, you know, maybe take them to lunch. Like it's easier with my daughter because you know, we go shopping or, you know, we have a little bit more things in common. With my I think that's the key. I think that's the key. Having things in common. Cause I know uh, in my uh, teens, like when I was like 15, 16, it was, I would, my mom would say, Oh, how was your day? I'm like, fine. So I was one of those who had shut down a little bit. And I think it's because I didn't have that ease of something in common. But like when you're like doing something, whether it's as simple as uh, shopping or baking, like you guys like to do it, or you as a parent, you're just doing it because you know your child likes to do it. I think um, it's important to also understand what their interests are to get them to open up while you're doing something that they're interested in. Because if not, you're going to get that wall and shut, exactly. shut down. And you're not going to understand where they are in their life, whether they're happy, they're depressed, which happens a lot now. It's insane because of social media. Um, or what, what they're doing, whether they're in a relationship or not, whether it's um, they're finding out who they are because they might be having internal struggles as to whether uh, they're straight, gay, non-binary. Like yeah. there's so much um, growth and finding out that you need to do. So I think having that line of communication is important. And let me tell you, my, my daughter's been through two breakups already. Very, very different boys. And when you allow them to talk and allow them to release their, and I, when I say emotions, I don't really mean emotions. I mean like what's actually going on in, in their brain. And, and you know, because you're a person and everybody else is listening to this is a person. And we have in our brain, our thoughts are things that sometimes we don't even allow to come out. Some people have no idea what's going on in our brain. And the same thing goes with our children. So the fact that I open up the line of communication with my kids and allow them to spuge what's in there, sometimes you're like, what the heck? Oh my God, you know, but it gives you the opportunity, number one, for my favorite thing, a learning lesson, <laughs> you know, uh, and to kind of talk things through with them and help them figure out why they're feeling like that. You know, the fact that it's going to get better if it's something that's negative, uh, you know, maybe give them some exercises on what they can do to come out of that emotion or that feeling, because as they get older, their, their emotion, you, you, you can't comprehend the crazy things that they think about because of the amount of people that they're now associated with. Like my daughter goes to a huge school. So she sees a lot of different people, a lot of different people. And you don't know what she's learning from everybody. You don't, there's no possible way to keep up with all of that. So, you know, the simplest way is to really talk to them, listen to them. You know, my son is a gamer. You mentioned gaming at the beginning. He's a huge gamer, huge. He has this like empire network. He's like there, his group is like number 20 in the, in the, in the world. It's like mind boggling to me. I don't even understand and he's, he's so young and he's the leader of that. And he has like grown men playing and, you know, and, and 
it, I have no interest in that. I'm not kidding you. I have no interest in gaming whatsoever, but I listen to him and I love to hear him talk about it. He's so passionate about it and he's so, you know, so then it's my opportunity as an entrepreneur mindset to be like, hey, why don't you do this and that and that and expand? And sometimes they listen to you. Sometimes they're like, mom, I got this, you know, <laughs> thank you for trying, but I got this. And that's, you know, that's okay too. Yeah, I have no interest in in gaming and we're not a gaming household, but with three boys, it could potentially be an issue. And since it's right now in 2020, it's a $159 billion industry. And it's saying that it's growing. I could not believe the statistics of when I was reading this and people are actually using it like you say, in, in these teams, they are making money. Yeah, and my, friend, my son has friends all over the United States. He talks to people like it's the cool. I think it's pretty cool. It is cool. The, the, the network that they create or are able to create. Forget about the actual game itself. The, the, the fact that they're learning how to network and talk to people that they don't even see them. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't. And how, I mean, you, you now have to, so not only were we dealing about already like the personal things that you're, you could be doing like, uh, in behind closed doors, but now you've added another layer of now they're gaming. Cause he's, is, he's not gaming in your living room. He has, sometimes he does. Sometimes he'll bring it out here. That's, that's, that's another thing that I had on my, on my, on my, talking points is that when you have a small home and you don't have a lot of common areas to hang out, they have to hang out in their room because it's where they're more, most comfortable. So uh, every once in a while, you know, I see him want to come out and be part of everything and, and they'll come out and he moves his console to the big TV because we're not using it at the moment and he'll play there. So, I mean, there he's usually playing alone like not with a million other people on the, on the headset, but, but yeah, he'll play sometimes in the, in the, in the living room and he'll want to show me what he's playing and you know, what, what he's defeating, whatever the heck he's doing. You know what I mean? And I, and I listen, I have no interest, but I listen, I watch. (laughs) No, but I think that's important because a way to keep that line and that relationship thriving is because although you could care less and you're not really that interested, (laughs) Um, but he you is. still make a point. No, right. You make a point to say, let me, if this is the QT, cause you're a QT person I that know. you're going to give me, then I'm going to sit next to you and watch you and enjoy what you're doing because you're allowing me, you're sharing that time with me, even though it's something that you're interested in, but I'm going to take part in it. Yeah. And it goes back to the, the whole thing that we, we always talk about not having people shame us for decisions that we make because you're not in my shoes. What's that old saying? People in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, right? Uh, it's the same thing with our children. Just because they like something that we don't understand, you know, we're not, we're not, raising, we're not raising stereotypical children. It's not like we said, okay, we're going to have a baby and this baby is going to grow up to be exactly this and the lawyer and the bah, 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 you know what I mean? And, like, and we set out all the, there are parents who do that. I, I didn't do that. Because our children end up forming their own likes and beliefs and, you know what I mean? They become their own person, which is what we want. We want them to be strong and, and, and know what they like and know what's important and know right from wrong. And, you know, all the, the I guess, the, the fundamentals 
is what we really want to teach them, not what to be when they grow up and, you know, what not to be when they grow up, because that's going to develop based on what they like. You know, I, I, I just, I kind of go with the flow kind of mom, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But you also understand that, um, to get that love back. I always tell people, I'm like, you think uh, being a parent, the love is linear and it goes downward to your love is unconditional to your child. But the way that they love is not always the same going upwards. So it's a lot of, it really falls a lot on you as the parent to want to nurture that relationship because it's kind of like the old saying like, Oh, when you turn 18, you're just going to leave to college. Bye. And then you marry and you're off somewhere. And it's like, wait, what? (laughs) I just lost you. No, in order to keep that relationship thriving and that communication open, you have to work at it. You do have to put in the work. Well, that's a, that's a great, that's a great question for you. You, that you have little children now, you, you know, you, you take yourself back to when you were a child and the relationship that you had with your mom. And for the most part, people, what they do is they grab all the good qualities of being raised, like all the good things that happen in the way your mom treated you in the positive way. And then you sometimes implement that into the way you're raising your children and you try to leave the bad and the negative behind and try not to do that. So you're bettering the way you are parenting. And then the way you parent Believe me, believe me, because it's happening to me. Your children pick up on that. And remember, they are going to do the same exact thing. They're going to take all of the positive things that you did as a parent, and they're going to apply that to when they become parents. And so, you know, for me, the whole trick is to keep bettering it and bettering and bettering it. So the, the more you do for your kids like that in a, in a, in a relationship type of way, they're going to trust me that they will apply it. They will. Yeah. So moral of the story is being open-minded and communication is key and showing interest in their interest, unless even though you're probably not interested. Yeah. And you, you could still tell them not to close the door and you can still, <laughs> still tell them all those things. Yes. It's like you said, age appropriate. There's a time and a place. And if you want to be that parent that says, Amy Gasano, <laughs> yeah. you're living under my roof, these are the rules, whatever, then be that parent, but do it in a way that they're going to be accepting of it, you know, and respectful of it. But and also understanding that there are consequences if you take of, that route. Of course, with everything. Yes. Consequences. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, this was awesome. Yeah, that was great. Oh. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that one. That one is uh, that's a that's a that's a big one. That's a big. That one. was a big one. Um, but now, uh, on to my next favorite part of this chat: <laughs> food, food. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. To to make to make the week easier and to give ideas. Uh, I, again, because I'm always in a rut for inspiration for my meal planning. We are going to give you uh, a few ideas that you can either incorporate with your main dish or it could be your main dish. So, or your dessert. We'll do, yeah, or dessert. And eventually we'll also include breakfast. At this point, anything goes. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with um, a chicken Florentine. It's a recipe I got from Magnolia, uh, jo- Joanna Gaines. It's actually, is it, I think it's in her second book, volume two. 
It's delicious. The kids absolutely love it. Uh, it contains, uh, you can even put spinach in there. And if you don't have it, you don't have it. And it contains cream. But like Ali was telling me before we started, there are dairy cream substitutes you can use if you are lactose intolerant, vegan. So I would say I would highly recommend it. And what I like about this chicken Florentine is that it's extremely easy, kid friendly, and then you can either eat it by, your, by itself because it's already heavy, or you can also repurpose it and use it, make like a bigger batch and then use it for other meals like with spaghetti or with cauliflower rice or with regular rice, if that's what you're into. It really mm -hmm. meshes really well with a lot of different sides. And it's... I have two vegans in the house. So just, just to throw in, since you did mention vegan, uh, if you are vegan or vegetarian, instead of chicken, the big portobello, portobello mushroom caps are a fantastic substitute for protein, for chicken. Oh, <clears throat> that's great. And it gives you that chew too. Mm -hmm, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think it would actually go well with this recipe. Um, I have to try it out to really mm. see if it goes well. I'm going to, I think so. I'm going to challenge you, Ali, on that one. Um, <laughs> uh, and then I have, okay, so here's a side that we make a lot. And actually, even the baby absolutely loves it. It's Brussels sprouts with bacon, and we drizzle it with a balsamic glaze. And guys, I'm not extra. I don't make the balsamic glaze myself. I literally buy it from Costco, okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> if it's already done, I'm going to get it. And if you don't want bacon, fine. Don't use it. You want it or exclude it. It tastes just as good without it. So that's, those are my two little tidbits. Which ones are yours, Allie? Well, besides the fact that I'm really hungry right now. Uh, I actually went with desserts today. So uh, I have found that being in quarantine or, you know, with this whole pandemic thing going on, that dessert has become a key role in my, in my everyday thing, which is a bad thing because I'm a baker. So I, I do it all the time, but I, I only, you know, specialize in certain things. But I have found that we have substituted dinners for dessert, dessert dinner. And we've also been like, okay, dessert run. And then my kids will go and then they'll buy stuff. And then I end up with a huge pie because oh. I'm the only one who wanted pie. Yes. It's, it's not a good thing because, <laughs> because, you know. My waistline would hate you right yeah, now if exactly. I lived with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's terrible. I got to, you know. But anyway, so I said, let me give some ideas for individual um, size desserts because normally you know we'll do a cake or whatever so i have a chocolate mousse and chocolate mousse is for me it's something that's fantastic because it really does give you just like that little sweetness that you need at the end of a meal and it's awesome because it's very easy to make chocolate mousse you can make a batch and then put them in individual little cups and have them in the refrigerator and then you can even go extra and make your own whipped cream to put on top which you can flavor as well, whipped cream into different flavors. So individual chocolate mousses, yum. And then if you're strong enough, you just eat one, not two or three or four. And, <laughs> and then my other individual size dessert is creme brulee. Creme brulee is something that when you go to the grocery store, I mean, when you go to a restaurant, it seems like it's hard to make because it's a custard. And if you've ever seen people make custards, you're like, oh my God, then you have to like a Ban Marie and da da da. But they're really, it's really, really easy. And since I have so much egg yolk here because of my merengue, 
it's something that I make all the time. Well, not all the time, but so creme brulee is another, uh, is my other recipe. So, and if definitely. I don't have a torch to do the sugar, what, what do I do? Okay. So there's two options. One, you can put them in the broiler, make sure that the broiler is very, very hot before you put them in, you put them on a tray, you put them in there, not even a minute because then your custard is going to, or you can heat up with a, with a flame, with a, a lighter. You can heat up a spoon, the back of a spoon a large spoon, heat it up, heat it up, and then just place it on top of the sugar and it caramelizes the sugar. It might take you a little longer to do that, but that's why you do them small. You can do them little and then it'll, it'll make your, your sugar, you know, candy. Oh, delicious. Yes. But the torch is a must. Home Depot, 30 bucks. It's the coolest thing ever. I have an industrial torch in my house. My kids love it. You teach, I obviously I've taught them how to use it. They're older, but it's, it's a must. You should have that in your, in your kitchen household. Guys, now, you know, stocking stuff for Isabel needs us torch. I'm going to get you that. <laughs> Fantastic. That sounded great. Okay. So this has been a fantastic episode and we hope all of you enjoyed our podcast. So if you did subscribe, please, and always leave us a, a little review. Kind is always better. Um, you can find us on Instagram at dreamers who hustle. That's our handle. It's actually across all social medias. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram because we're always going to be doing updates of our upcoming episodes. Uh, again, our recommended recipes will be on there as well. So we're going to have uh, links for that. And uh, if you didn't check out our Friday episode, we have some great shameless plugs uh, and we're going to have plenty of tricks and tips. So we will see you on our next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening.